Okay. Good, good, good. There I am. I hear me now. Okay. Uh, Rodney said chilly this morning. It is chilly. But when he said chilly, it made me think of going to eat chilly. Doesn't that sound good? How about uh, you turn to those on your left and right and give a warm greeting right now and just say, hey, I'm glad you're here. We are glad that you're here today. If you haven't read in your bulletin, just so you get ready, we are having a caring and sharing dollar day today. If you're new to our church, if you're not familiar with the dollar day, we've got a caring and sharing ministry on the south side of town, and we provide food and clothing to folks down in that area. And about three or four times a year, we have what we call dollar days. And we just have a special contribution. All of the money goes to caring and sharing to help with uh, food and clothing down there. We do that three or four times a year. Usually get three or four or five or six thousand extra dollars. Uh, We just want to provide some extra money. So after the invitation song, just so you can be getting ready, if you need to write a check, um, get some dollars out, hundred dollar bills, whatever you feel comfortable giving. You don't have to give anything. We, We never force folks to give, but just so you know, all of that money goes to caring and sharing. We conclude our series today called Messy. We've been looking at Messy, inviting messy people, welcoming messy people, being a messy church. I was standing in line at a store um, just the other day, and it was a long line, so I kind of had my sermon outline out. And so I'm just kind of looking at my outline, just trying to, you know, etch that on my brain. And a lady turned around and said, hey, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm a preacher. I'm just kind of reviewing my outline for Sunday. Well, can I ask what you're preaching on? Can you get out of line? No, I'm just kidding. I said, sure, I'm preaching on messy. Hmm. Well, what are you preaching on this Sunday? I said, messy Jesus. She said, oh, Jesus wasn't messy. She said, Jesus is the son of God. He's perfect. He's not messy. I don't know what you're preaching on. But it sounds messy. I could preach on messy Bible characters till Jesus comes. We could just pull characters out of the Bible and preach on their messy lives every Sunday. But we're going to finish today on what we're calling messy. And I want to talk about messy Jesus. I want to pull Jesus out of the Bible. Was Jesus messy well, it depends on how you look at that. Hebrews 4.15 says Jesus had no sin. So, Richie, how could he be messy? 2 Corinthians 5 says God made him who had no sin. So he couldn't be messy. How could Jesus be messy if he had no sin? But if you keep reading that verse, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. God took our sins. And put them on Jesus. Jesus traded His righteousness, which He gave to us, and He took our sins. So if you look at it from that angle, Jesus got messy. In fact, I like a couple of other translations from that verse. Let me read these. The message says, God put the wrong on Him who never did anything wrong, so we could be put right with God. The New Living Translation, For God made Christ who never sinned, 
to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made right with God through Christ. So was Jesus messy? Well, he got messy for us. Jesus took the sins of the world. Jesus took our sins. Jesus took our rebellion. For a moment in time, Jesus had mess put upon him. So yeah, Jesus was messy for us. Was Jesus messy? Well, look at the lineage of Jesus. If you read in Matthew, if you read in Luke, the the lineage of Jesus, some people will pay good money to find out who they're related to. If I were writing the lineage of Jesus, I would pay good money to leave some of the people out that were in there. I mean, Abraham was messy. David was messy. Rahab is listed. Josiah is listed. There's some people in the lineage of Jesus that I'm thinking, God, if I was writing the Bible, I'd leave those messy people out. But they're all messy. The lineage of Jesus was messy. Was Jesus messy? Well, think about his teachings. His teachings were messy. Love your neighbor. I don't know who your neighbors are. But sometimes it's kind of tough loving a neighbor. Love your enemies? Okay, Jesus, you're getting a little messy now. Pray for those who persecute you? That sounds kind of messy to me. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other cheek? That's kind of messy. Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's? Go the second mile? Was Jesus messy every time you turn a page in the Bible? His teachings are messy because truth just penetrates our messy lives. Was Jesus messy? Jesus had all kinds of messy. Jesus, the people he ran with were messy. I mean, the people of his day and even people today will say, why did Jesus run with the messy people that he ran with? Hey, Jesus, why are you running with those sinners? Hey, Jesus, why are you hanging out with that prostitute? Hey, Jesus, why are you reaching out to the Samaritan? Hey, Jesus, why are you touching the dead person? The religious people of the day thought Jesus was messy just because of who he ran with. And just because he messed with their teachings and their perception of Messiah. Was Jesus messy? Well, his church is messy. His church is way messy. I mean, look at the church. through. We talk about restoring the New Testament church. Which one are we going to restore it to? The church at Laodicea? Well, I don't know. They were kind of lukewarm. The church at Ephesus? They lost their first love. The church at Corinth, my goodness, look at all the division. And, and through the years, hundreds and thousands of years, when you look at the church of Jesus, oh my goodness, we have abused it in so many ways. So many divisions, so much dissension, so much strife, so many church splits, so many worship wars. Was Jesus messy? Well, His church sure is messy and has been messy through the years. That's one of the main reasons I want to show that video. In the midst of the mess, like that video said, look how influential the church has been. In the midst of our mess and our messy lives and how we treat the church and what we do to the church, the church is still so powerful and so influential. Was Jesus messy? Well, His church was messy. Was Jesus messy? Well, when you think about His apostles, they were... Wow, they were, they were way messy. I mean, if you're putting together a team, you don't intentionally go after messy folks. 
unless you're Jerry Jones, if you're putting together a civic club or an organization, I, I mean, if you're putting together, you want to go after some good folks. Jesus went after messy folks. The first 12 people he called, what other choice did he have? Because messy lives were all around him. Jesus didn't pick the kind of followers that most people would have picked. Jesus didn't pick the kind of followers that the religious folks of that day would have picked. In fact, maybe you've heard this illustration before. This was written to Jesus, son of Joseph, from the Jordan Management Consultants. Dear Sir, Thank you for submitting the resumes of the 12 men you've picked for managerial positions in your new organization. All of them have now taken our battery of tests and we have not only run the results through our computer, but also arranged personal interviews for each of them with our psychologist and vocational aptitude consultant. The profiles of all tests are included, and you'll want to study each of them carefully. As part of our service, we make some general comments for your guidance, much as an auditor will include some general statements. This is given as a result of staff consultation and comes without any additional fee. It is the staff opinion that most of your nominees are lacking in background, education, and a vocational aptitude for the type of enterprise that you're undertaking. They do not have the team concept. We would recommend that you continue your search for persons of experience and managerial ability and proven ability. Simon Peter is emotionally unstable and given to fits of temper. Andrew has absolutely no qualities of leadership. The two brothers, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, place personal interest above company loyalty. Thomas demonstrates a questioning attitude that would tend to undermine morale. We feel that it is our duty to tell you that Matthew has been blacklisted by the Greater Jerusalem Better Business Bureau. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus definitely have radical leanings, and they both registered a high score on the manic depressive scale. One of the candidates, however, shows great potential. He's a man of ability and resourcefulness, meets people well, has a keen business mind, and has contacts in high places. He's highly motivated, ambitious, and responsible. We recommend Judas Iscariot as your controller and right-hand man. All of the other profiles are self-explanatory. We wish you every success in your new venture. Sincerely, the Jordan Management Consultants. Isn't that interesting? But it's true. Because when Jesus picked those original 12 apostles, people were responding like, why would you pick them? Why would you pick them? Because Jesus did not pick the kind of men that you would think would change the world. Jesus picked common, ordinary Flawed, sinful, messy people, just like you and me. Acts 4.13 says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. They didn't take note at Peter and John and their messy lives. They took note that they saw Jesus in Peter and John. You see, that's why Jesus chose the apostles. He didn't necessarily choose the brightest. He didn't necessarily go after the most academically astute. He didn't necessarily go after the, the best looking or the most talented. He wasn't looking for leaders he could turn into servants. He was looking for servants he could turn into leaders. And he called messy people 
who would carry on his mission and, and help establish the church that Jesus had already put into motion. Was Jesus messy? His followers were messy. His followers are still messy. I mean, we're messy. We have messy lives. We still sin. We still live in rebellion. We are still disobedient. Was Jesus messy? Well, his death sure was messy. You don't hear too many sermons on the graphic, horrific death that Jesus died. You can go to movies these days, The Passion of the Christ, and you can see the graphic, horrific death of Jesus. It was messy. We can't imagine going to a crucifixion, but folks in that day had nothing better to do. They went out and watched people die. They went out, if they heard there was a crucifixion, they would go watch people die. And they watched Jesus. They watched them mock Jesus. They watched them beat Jesus. They watched him spit on Jesus. They watched him put the crown of thorns on Jesus. They watched him nail him to that wood. They watched him drop that wood down in the hole and jolt his body. They watched him pull up his body by those nails just to draw a breath. They watched him die. It was gruesome. It was horrific. It was... It was messy. Was Jesus messy? There's no way for Jesus to do what he did at the cross without getting messy. There are people who drop out of Christianity because they think it's supposed to be easy. And when it gets messy, they're like, hey, I, I thought this was supposed to be easy. You think that cross was easy? The cross wasn't easy for Jesus. Listen, folks, Jesus didn't die to make you happy. Jesus didn't die to make you comfortable. Jesus died so that we would be forgiven. His death was messy. What happened on the cross wasn't easy. It was gruesome and horrific. Was Jesus messy? Here's what I want you to, here's what I want you to take home today. Jesus got messy. So that we could be clean. Jesus shed his blood on a messy, gruesome cross. So that we could be clean. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So that we could trade what Jesus had. He says, here, you get my righteousness. And I'll take your sin and rebellion and disobedience and mess. Jesus got messy, so that we could be right with God. Was Jesus messy? If just for a moment in time, when He carried our mess and our sins on His shoulders, if just for a moment in time, when His own Father wouldn't look upon Him, yes, Jesus was messy. He didn't have to. Jesus could have stayed in heaven could have stayed up there with God, but Jesus chose to join us in our world. Several years ago, probably 12, 15 years ago, I don't remember, we were home one Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving week, and it was pretty cold like it is now. And we were at my mom and dad's, and my brother-in-law got a call, and they had a water leak at their house. It wasn't really in the house. 
once we drove over, right out at the water meter, um, the, the line had busted in such a way and the pressure was so much that it had already carved about a five-foot hole in the ground and the water's just going everywhere. Well, we're all decked out in our, you know, look good for Thanksgiving clothes, so we stood there waiting on a plumber because that's what you do. When about that time, one of his neighbors came out just dressed to the nines. And he jumped right in the ditch in the freezing cold temperature and water and reached down in there and shut off the water valve. We could have done that, but we didn't want to get messy. And the neighbor jumped right in. That's what Jesus did. He looked down into our world while we were still sinners, while we were still disobedient, while we were still in in our rebellion, while we were still in our mess. Jesus jumped right in. Jesus got messy. So that we could be clean. You don't have to live in your filth today. You don't have to live in your guilt today. You don't have to live in in the sins of the past today. You can be clean. You can be washed. You can be right with God. We lay our heads on our pillow every night wondering, am I okay with God? God, I'm going to say another prayer. I hope this one's good enough. God, I hope I repented of everything. God, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope I'm right with you. Jesus got messy so that we could be clean and right with God. There's no reason for you to leave this auditorium today if you don't feel right with God. You can be washed in His blood. There's no reason for you to have the guilt that you have every day wondering, I hope I go to heaven. I know I've done some bad stuff. I know all the skeletons. There's no reason for you to carry that burden. Because Jesus got messy so that we could be right with God. Folks, that's good news. That's news that we need to share with people. That's news that we need to take and, and, and share with our neighbors and our friends. And guess what? The great commission and the great commandment are messy. Sharing our lives and sharing Jesus with other people is messy. But Jesus was willing to get messy for us. And He didn't just call us to be forgiven. He calls us to share what He did for us. Let me read you a quote by Judd Wilhite. He says, The church is not simply an organization that exists to get people into our buildings. It's an organism designed to share the love of Jesus with the world around us. And if we're going to do this, it's going to get a bit messy. Life is a walking time bomb sometimes. Maybe it's your own mess. Maybe it's the mess of someone else. When people are in the mess, they don't need someone to come up and tell them the obvious. What they need is someone to walk up beside them, be willing to get messy and help them on their feet. Running away from the mess is not going to fix anything. Folks, it's not about your mess not about your life. Everything in the Bible points to the cross, which was messy. Are our lives messy? Absolutely. But it's not about our lives. It's about what Jesus did so that our lives would be right with God and our lives would be clean with God. Everything points to the cross. And the cross was messy. Listen, folks, we won't reach everyone because there will be some 
There will be some we won't reach because they aren't receptive. But there should never be those we don't reach because we aren't receptive to helping others and sharing Jesus. God calls us to get messy in the lives of other people, not to talk about our lives, but to talk about the mess of the cross, which can clean up their lives. A lot of folks will tell you and you've heard, well, I need to clean up my life before I go to church. No, you go to church to clean up your life. You go to church, you follow Jesus so that He will clean up your life. If you're waiting to clean up your life before you come to Jesus, you will die in your sins and filth. Folks, why not let Jesus clean up your life? Why not let Jesus wash your sins away? Why don't you give your life to Jesus and come to Jesus and let His blood wash your sins away? You don't need to leave this building today wondering, will I go to heaven? Am I right with God? Jesus can clean up your life today. You need to be baptized for the remission of sins. We want to help you do that. You can do that right now during this worship. You can do it after worship. You can do it this afternoon. You can do it whenever you want to. You can invite whoever you want to. You can have whoever you want to baptize you. But you need to be baptized so that you encounter the blood of Jesus. So that you can be clean. If you need to meet with our shepherds, they will take you to a private room and they will surround you in prayer and embrace you. Folks, Jesus got messy so that we could be clean. If you need to respond to his invitation today, please do so while we stand and sing.